Hello and welcome back to Not A Perfect Parent, the podcast where we share the extraordinary wisdom of ordinary parents. Today I'm so excited to be speaking to Kate. She's a bit of a powerhouse, she's mum to three lovely boys with a job in the criminal justice system that changes lives and a commitment to being a thoughtful and reflective parent that we will be lucky enough to hear about. Have a listen as we talk through mum girl and meeting judgment, laughing through our differences and how really listening to our children can have us challenging what we thought we knew. <laughs> Hi Kate. Hi, thank you. So tell us a little bit about your parenting journey. Where are you at at the moment? I am a mum of three. So I have a nine-year-old Uh, Austin who is diagnosed autistic I have a three-year-old Arthur and a one-year-old Miles busy house very busy chaotic all-boy household yeah and what were your expectations when you became a parent it pains me to say it actually now (laughs) I became a mum I was 25 when I, I was just about to turn 25 actually when I had Austin. So the, the context to that is I was with his dad for a long time, been together since I was 15. I always knew I wanted to be a mum and it was really important to me before I was 30. And that sounds ridiculous now because I would advise anybody not to be. <laughs> but at the time I knew I wanted to be a mum and I thought it would be a lot easier than it is. Mm. I did think it would be very natural and easy and in the circumstances that it was in I think knowing that his dad would be a good dad and on paper things should have been really great yet unrealistic expectations I had for mine and I think probably most parents do have unrealistic expectations especially your first child where do you Uh, think those expectations come from because I think you're right a lot of us don't imagine when we have kids we think about that ease but we don't think about the other side of it do you think there's a conversation kind of in wider society about having children that doesn't emphasise the the trickier minutes? Yeah, I, I'm glad to say I don't know whether that's changing, but definitely I felt like at the time there wasn't much talk about this is hard or mm. anything other than isn't this amazing? Being a mum is amazing, the best thing, which it is, but there was no, but actually there's another side to it. It's the same with pregnancy. People will tell you certain things and not talk about others. And mm. then that's the massive shock or childbirth was the same. But again, I, I don't know whether that's different for other people on different journeys. I didn't have a lot of close friends. I had acquaintances that were mums, but no one really close to me that I probably felt I could be really honest with. So what's it like going from that maybe romanticised idea of becoming a mum and realise that it's more complex? Uh, I felt really lonely. Mm. I don't know whether I did have a little bit of postnatal depression after I had Austin, but there's so much else going on, isn't there? There's like that you, I don't think you think about until you are a parent. So many variables in play. At that time as well, I don't know whether, again, it's because he was my first or whether it was because I was younger. I think of situations now, I would behave totally differently with my, you know, my youngest two than I did with Austin because I was more 
I was scared of what people would think, if I'm being honest. And again, that pains me to say it now, as a much more <laughs> roughed up mum of three. But at the time, I think I, I did care what people thought a lot more. What did you think they'd think? I think it's terrified of people thinking that I was a bad mum. Mm. That I was young suddenly. I hadn't thought about that before because I thought, well, I'm not young, young. I'm a, an adult and I'm independent. So I didn't think of myself being that young. It's only when I had Austin that I always remember going into Mars and Spencer's and people tutting at me because I think, they presu- yeah, I think they presumed that it was always older women. And I didn't get it at first. I was like, I think it's because I look young. I think it was that. And again, I think realising that actually it does matter. People actually do judge you quite openly when you become a mum. I didn't realise to what extent until becoming a mum. So you felt like they were judging you based on the fact that you had a baby and they perceived you to be younger. Yeah. It's a... Every single moment is a learning moment, isn't it? It's one Absolutely. of the biggest changes you're ever going to go through. I mean, to have that around you, how does that feel? How does that impact you trying to get through those first days? I think I was frustrated. I spent a lot of time quite frustrated, you know, leading to one of the things we were going to talk about today when I felt like not a perfect parent. I wanted to use an example of Austin being small, and me knowing that he was struggling with, well, I knew it was, was autism. I'd done my research. I knew from a very early age with him that there was something else going on. And he struggled in certain situations. And just his behaviours that he presented with added to the anxiety, added to the frustrations. Yeah, feeling a bit lost, feeling a bit lonely with that. I think it was all just really cemented in. First thing that comes to mind when you ask me that, Austin must have been about two, maybe a little bit older, maybe between two and three. And again, being surrounded by parents who were the parents that presented as being very much together. I'm nailing this mum thing. I look really nice and my house is really perfect and my child is perfect and (laughs) all that stuff, which just really didn't help me at the time just constantly gave me anxiety that I wasn't doing a good enough job and being invited to another kids party and I already knew Austin was struggling in in social situations and I'm doing a disservice from painting him as being like a difficult he wasn't it wasn't that he was difficult he just found situations difficult we didn't have a diagnosis at that point so all this stuff was still going on in my head and we'd gone to one of these parties and it was at someone's house and it was all very lovely and, and Austin met another little girl. Other mums were there and he lashed out because that was something he was going through at the time. It was either banging his head or biting or hitting. And he, out of nowhere, um, hit this little girl in the face quite hard. And I was absolutely mortified. You know, when you just want the ground to swallow you up. It was awful. And I quite visibly struggled. I ended up leaving that party. If I remember correctly, whether I've just exaggerated this in my head, people, there was a gasp, there was a... And people did not know what to do. uh, And I did not know what to do. And I didn't handle it well at all. And I shouted at Austin 
I feel awful for how I I did react, but things were so heavy at that. You know, like that that last bit, the straw, the straw that broke the camel's back. That was it for me. I I was already at capacity, and I made myself go to that party. I didn't. I shouldn't have. I knew that Austin wouldn't enjoy it. I knew it would be difficult. Wasn't prepared for him to do that, and I was not able to navigate that whole reaction and the looks and the other mum judgment that came with it and it was just awful I, I took Austin to the toilet and I told him off and he just nothing Austin just had no reaction at all and I think I got him in the car I was visibly upset I think looking back now I don't see any of those people anymore. They're not the type of people I need. Nobody, I was visibly very upset. You could see I was crying and nobody said anything. No other mum said, is everything okay? Or don't worry? Or there was nothing. And I left. They could just make my excuses to whose party it was. And I left. And they got in the car and I rang my partner at the time, uh, Austin's dad, and just cried. Just went to bits with Austin there, which again, shouldn't have done but that was my breaking point I think I was just broken then and dad wasn't great because he was he never had to really he was at work and didn't have to deal with that shame and judgment and all that stuff he was just like oh, it's, it's fine he's just a kid so yeah that that was not great and the thing that still haunts me to this day oh my heart as you're speaking it makes me sad because there's nobody at that party who wouldn't experience their child doing something that they didn't expect or didn't want them to do it feels like there's a an opportunity for support there like you said mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I've been um lucky enough to kind of have conversations with you over the last couple of years about our journeys as mums and you've always said because you were a mum long before I was you've always said never judge any parent no matter what you see because you have no idea what's going on such difficulty builds such empathy it feels like what does it cost us to offer each other connection and kindness it it feels like we're kind of all walking this tightrope of competition sometimes yeah maybe it's because I don't know I don't I, I would like to think I would go and make sure that mum was okay whether I knew them inside out or not because they're clearly struggling and everyone has bad days don't they but Mm. I think that is completely different for me now I'm surrounded by people who I could honestly say I've had a terrible morning and he's been up the wall and I am up the wall (laughs) um and I think you find those people and I think that's something as you fall deeper into the the mumhood that you will find those people and like you say I know remember when you were about to become a mum we had a conversation openly didn't we with other people and I wanted to be real with you not be that super positive it's not that I wasn't being positive I hope I wasn't just being negative but I wanted to be the person that said it's gonna be hard and you're gonna feel really rubbish sometimes and that's okay (laughs) I'm here if you need somebody to vent to because I've been in that place where I didn't feel like there was somebody for me to be honest with and say, I feel like a shit mum today. And that's invaluable, I think, when you become a parent, having that space to say, I don't think I handled that well today or, you know, the way I would want to. Um, and I'm finding it difficult. 
because I refuse to believe there is not a parent out there who hasn't felt like that. Exactly that. And it takes a, a certain kind of courage. Like you say, you were speaking in that kind of group of people being real. And then you you felt vulnerable by doing that because you were like, oh, does it sound like I'm saying something negative about being a mum? Does it sound like I, I preface stuff sometimes and I say, well, I love my kids. As if yeah. by saying I'm having a hard day, you know, it's acceptable for us, isn't it, to say in any relationship, any relationship that we will have with any person in the world, that it's tough sometimes. But for some reason, that doesn't always happen when we're talking about our kids. I mean, what you did by being vulnerable was you kind of opened a door to me. So it gave me permission to say, do you know what, Kate, I, I'm, I'm, I do feel like a shit mum today. And if that's the only door that's open to me, that's an absolute lifeline, isn't it? Some of us live in worlds where all of those doors are shut because none of us can give ourselves or each other permission to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just thinking of there was, you know, school is another area of <laughs> when does yours goes to school next, next year yeah but yeah so does Arthur that's another playing field but again I found I found those mums who mm. <laughs> rock up to school looking flustered and <laughs> not very well put together shall we say mornings are chaos but it's the, that makes all the difference, you know. One of the mums messaged me last week and said, are you free? I've had a really bad morning. And it's nice. It's nice to know. We all have those days. And, she, and to, to know that someone's reached out and said, I, I really need some time. I've had a really horrible morning. That being able to, I think, having other mums be able to validate each other's feelings and offer each other advice in that space is, yeah, it's, it is. I've said it before. It's invaluable. Yeah. And it's a credit to you, isn't it, that you're that person that people call on because it is brave to be the first person to say. Um, but it is also so freeing because we kind of all feel that pressure. But when you go realistically, you I mean, you've got an intense job and we'll talk about that. And you are running a household. You're a mum of three bright, lively boys. You've got so much going on realistically you've got an amount of time some of it has to go to you as well I mean you do need to eat and sleep so can we any of us really have our shit together to the degree that that perfect picture looks once you go oh it's okay not to some of that pressure starts to lift and then when you surround yourself like you say with a tribe of people who feel the same it feels like it feels like a lighter place to be I think that's the change in me I think looking back to first time mum 25 year old mum they gets to a point where you you have to let something go um I like my anxiety mm. I have had to breathe breathe it out Austin was six when I had Arthur so it was quite a big age gap so I could still give Arthur quite a lot of time you mm. know there was there was that time there and and uh, that space whereas when I had miles and Arthur was two yeah totally totally different ball game and you just have to let it go I will I laugh now because I see other mums I've got two two young boys throwing themselves around in very dangerous scenarios <laughs> and I literally I cannot do both I cannot do the whole bubble wrap 
thing. It's a new style of parenting for me that I've had to adjust to. And I can see other mums. I've got a beautiful sister-in-law who is an amazing mum. She's mum to a little girl. Parenting is very different for her than it is for me. And I totally appreciate it. And I can I see her. She audibly gasps sometimes <laughs> with my three boys. And I laugh and we laugh because I'm in, you know, I trust her and she knows she knows me well. So I can say it's okay. <laughs> I love that because because you're in such different places. Yeah. You can connect over that it's something you laugh about there's no judgment just support no competition just support uh it just it makes my heart happy when I see women being that for each other it's lovely I can feel super you know you know what it's like you're tired and you're you're overstimulated and you just want to get home you're trying to get three kids in the car and they've all got issues and they all want something from you and you literally just want a minute to yourself for some quiet time and hearing somebody else say I don't know how you do this you're amazing I don't know how you do this and you don't you feel anything but amazing like I'll always bat those comments away I'm not amazing I'm literally (laughs) just getting through the day the the best way that I can in that moment but going back to that original point of it is giving yourself that space to say I am tired I have had a really hard day for xyz reason I didn't handle that the best way that I could have then and I will try not to do that again tomorrow's a new day that's a new way that I think about things now because I do genuinely think the more that you torture yourself I think a as long as you're having that thought process of I didn't handle that well. That shows that you're a good parent because you are having that conversation with yourself. If you're not having that conversation with yourself, I would say that's more of a concern. If you just think, oh, I'm great and everything's going really well and I don't really care that I just behave that way, that's more of an issue. If you're having that conversation with yourself and you can say to yourself, I'm going to do better tomorrow and you you read things and you look at different ways of handling things or that didn't quite work that was a massive thing with Austin things didn't work things that with parenting that I was doing just weren't working he wasn't responding to them so that was something that I did do that is one thing that I I do give myself praise for as a parent I don't think that like there is one way to do things and that is it and that's my Mm. way something doesn't work I'll read and I'll go elsewhere and I'll see what else there is another way of handling it. Um, I hope I will do the same with all three kids because I know it's another conversation we've had, isn't it? If they're all different. Yeah. They're all going to respond to things, but they do respond to things completely differently. And it's just, it's all those things, isn't it? And it's giving yourself space to go, that didn't work. I won't do that again. I'll try something else. And not beating yourself up for it, which is really hard. The mum guilt is real, isn't it? It's really heavy. It's funny, isn't it? Because when our kids start learning to walk and they fall over, we don't go, God, that was a terrible attempt, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But we expect that the day that we become parents, we got to run. And where would we have got that knowledge from? Especially because... Um, one of the best pieces of advice that I got before I had kids was just meet your children meet them like a stranger mm. and so you can't do that until they're here so we can't run but we have that attitude where anything less than running is unacceptable to us sometimes yeah there's an unreasonable expectation that we are perfect parents yeah 
and everyone wants to be the perfect parent and everybody can criticize another parent yeah for doing that they wouldn't do we all do it i do that we all we all do we all judge people don't we whether we admit it or not we do and we all go oh, i won't do that why has he done that that's, <laughs> that's terrible um do it my way my way is better we all do that i think it's one thing having those thoughts and one thing making somebody feel bad for it you're going to have a preference aren't you you're going to have a, yeah. somebody whose style doesn't gel with yours but it's kind of like you were talking about your sister-in-law there you acknowledge that but you don't it doesn't become a contention or like something that you're going to throw at that person no definitely not now I actually find it quite amusing because I'm bumbling along so much in chaos <laughs> you find things just quite amusing now and I, I, and I appreciate it's easy to say and and hard to put into practice my partner does struggle with letting things go again I'm going to say he is an amazing dad and I think we work quite well in in noticing when the one is tired and mm. tag teaming it but he will at the end of the day punish himself for oh I shouldn't have shouted then I shouldn't have told him off then and obviously you have to comfort each other don't you and give each other validation and and things and say well actually no he was being really he was being really hard work we've had a really hard day let's just try again tomorrow what can we do differently what's going on and having that conversation at the end of the day and and just making yourself feel like there's a solution or something else to try rather than just being really hard on yourself because I, I from my experience I think if you're just really hard on yourself, that just feeds the next day. You're going into that day feeling like I'm a really bad parent. Mm. And you spoke a little bit about um, Austin's diagnosis. Mm. Was that something that, what was the journey to that like? Oh, again, really complicated and difficult. I felt very protective of him. Again, everyone's journey is going to be different, isn't it, with any disability Austin is really academic so didn't struggle to 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 learn any if if anything he was advanced Uh, he was speaking really early and his vocabulary was really good it was just social emotional situations that he struggled with and again in hindsight doing that again I'd do it completely differently but at the time got other people putting their opinions on things um and obviously that behavior made things difficult we had family scenarios that were difficult judgments i think people not being understanding of a the autism aspect of it especially before i had a diagnosis because obviously it was a long period of time where i didn't have a diagnosis so you felt that people just thinking actually just really badly behaved he's just horrible little boy or whatever their thoughts were so struggle with that there were a lot of tears i cried Mm -hmm cried a lot all those mixtures of feelings he hated going to nursery that was another struggle but and he genuinely hated going to nursery like my three-year-old struggling now because we've just started but I know he loves it when he's there so I have less of a heavy heart because I know leaving him five minutes he'll be fine whereas Austin just couldn't stand being I mean it's hell on earth for him poor boy he didn't know what to do socially he didn't he didn't have the need to play with other children. He just didn't want to do that. He spent the whole time with his key worker and found it really hard. Like he finds school hard. Less so, that journey has got a lot easier. You wouldn't necessarily know if you met him now that he had a spectrum disorder, but he does. Yeah, difficult one. 
really difficult journey to navigate. I also became a single parent in that time. So again, another variable there to contend with. Everything just gets thrown into a big mixing pot, doesn't it? I suppose, and you come out of you come out of it eventually. And meanwhile, you you have to live, don't you? And that's mm. something that we've talked about a lot is the juggle. Um, your job is that something that you want to speak a little bit about is what you do because um I know you do amazing work yeah so we do something called restorative justice so offenders and victims communicating with each other um in whatever way is appropriate via people like myself obviously yeah some of those cases can be really heavy intricate emotional we talk about well, anything isn't it you know you know from burglary to murder manslaughter cases but you're working with people who've been a victim to a crime and you're working with offenders on the other end of the scale so yeah quite emotionally difficult at times but love it love love what i do it can be a heavy load to carry but yeah. we all love it and i think that's a quite a comforting thing to know as well that there's not a mum out there we've all got something going on haven't we you're changing lives in that work, aren't you? You're. I know that you're part of rehabilitation initiatives, working with prisons. It's really amazing work. It's just imagining, like you say, if you were holding all that in your hands, everything that you kind of wake up with every day, all of the fires that we fight as the day goes on that we didn't expect as well. Um, it's quite amazing. And I wonder if we ever really give ourselves the credit. And I wonder if you could speak a little bit as well to what that was like Arthur and Miles are fairly close in age so you were back into work back out of work and back into work again and that is a real shift in from maternity leave to back into work again mum guilt comes to mind I think you go into a bubble don't you leave the work bubble you do just really quickly become engrossed in being a mum you're tired you lose confidence I lost confidence Mm. massively you know the fear of going back to work and not knowing what's changed and who's changed and whether your role's still the same and whether you can still do as good a job which is still something now that I feel if I don't get a lot of sleep I don't get a solid sleep and that I know people cope differently don't they with sleep I personally struggle with lack of sleep quite a lot how does that manifest for you oh if I haven't eaten and I haven't slept very well. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean, they, you know, like, basic I, needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basic needs. You know, you keep keep with your child, you know, well fed and with a nap. There's yeah. such a nice, you know, they're a to- totally different kid, aren't they? And that's me, essentially. I'm low maintenance. I just need sleep and food. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, it's hard. Some days are harder than others. I think when you are engrossed in your work and, you know, with what I do it is very different from one day to the next and I might make a phone call that I think is going to be an easy phone call and they're normally the ones that I'm on the phone for a long time for and there's various needs that need to be met safeguarding issues and that's why I think I actually love doing the work that I do I would struggle to do something where I didn't uh, help people in that way knowing that I what I do does help people does change their lives you know even on a small scale sometimes on a big scale 
But even if you're that person that someone's spoken to today and you know that you've been able to point them in the right direction or more, help them. We speak to people who are really vulnerable and in awful situations. And that 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 helps me, yeah, to have perspective. But yeah, it does you do have to carry that. That is an emotional load, isn't it? It is now about balancing that work life as well. And you've spoken a little bit to this, but I want to focus on it because I know that there's a lot that you could choose. So what kind of for you do you celebrate about yourself as a parent? We're not kind of asked to do it as much as we're asked to look at our, no. to criticise ourselves, I think. I'm so much what... more comfortable criticising myself than I am <laughs> praising myself. Probably I try to not be narrow-minded when it comes to parenting and techniques or management of, I say difficult behaviours, but it's not really difficult behaviours, is it? It's just kids being kids and working their own way down their own path. I like, I hope that I check in with myself regularly enough to be able to say, that's not working, what else can I do? What else can I do for them? I think we owe it to our kids. And not thinking that I'm right all the time. Mm. Uh, Not being that stubborn parent who thinks that's that's the right way to do it and that's it that's all I'm putting on the table um I struggle with that I love that and it reminds me of I remember you talking through with me something that was happening at Austin school Mm. that you didn't want to be a part of and it would have been easy to say well that's how it is that's the system but actually I always remember that because I remember you listening and thinking you know what, like, it might not be how the system works. But actually, I agree with Austin, I've put some thought in, and I'm going to do something about this. And you championed him and and made a big change. And I, I really admire that I've taken that forward, to be able to really listen, and to actually do not the easy thing, but the thing that has happened on reflection of, of really what your child said is quite is quite amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and again, that's something that, like you say, it, it was listening to Austin. I hadn't listened to him. He told me the issue, and I hadn't listened to him. I'd done the easy thing of saying, well, Austin, everyone else does that, and that's just how it is. You've got to get on with it. Oh, and it makes me cringe thinking about it. I hate myself for it. That, that, and that scares me because I think it's so easy to do that when you're so busy with, with work and or everything else. I'm going to challenge you a tiny bit because your focus goes on that and we talked about being expecting ourselves to run yeah but you could have done that forever but you didn't you chose to listen and then you chose to make a more difficult choice which was to actually go in and advocate for him to make a change to the system yeah absolutely and I was proud of him and yeah proud of myself I suppose mm. maybe there are parents who wouldn't have done that I don't know and that's the beauty of I don't know whether it's it's Austin or because of his autism or he will say things as they are and he doesn't understand the grey and so yeah you the answer to, to your question before has it changed anything you know yeah absolutely Austin see things so purely and isn't influenced by all that other stuff that it does challenge it has challenged me oh regularly he says things and the way he says things makes me stop like literally makes me stop and think he's right he's absolutely right so mm. why am I doing that I don't know why I'm doing that <laughs> why do we do that I don't know you're right 
Austin, that's another learning thing for me of, of being like, I don't know whether it's just like an old fashioned way of parenting of like, well, you never back down as a parent. That's something I mm-hmm. really believe in as a parent is being able to go, I got that wrong and having those open conversations and I'm sorry. And I did apologise to Austin for that. I do actually do that quite a lot. I think that's where they learn from, isn't it? Of you know, me and Chris had uh it wasn't it wasn't a big argument, but we disagreed and Arthur was there and viewed it. And five minutes, might not have been five minutes, might have been half an hour. <laughs> you know, we sat on it and we apologised to each other in front of him. And that was another moment for that's that's what we should do. Because he actually commented on it, you know, he's three. He made a comment about saying sorry, at which point I could then have a conversation with him and say, yeah, because that's what we do, isn't it? If we say, if we, you know, you, mummies and daddies do it too, behave in ways that we wish we hadn't have done and mummy and daddy shouldn't have spoken to each other like that. So that's why mummy and daddy have said sorry now and everything's okay, that's what you do. We expect our kids to be perfect, don't we? We expect mm. our children to act like perfect adults, whereas adults can't act like perfect adults well that is a bit of wisdom (laughs) i just know we do i still do it and we still do it i still i'm still frustrated because my child is acting out but he's three (laughs) and he can't regulate those he doesn't even know what he's feeling he's just being a little crazy three-year-old and he's shouting and screaming but that doesn't stop it being hard though either i hear those words coming out of my mouth and my brain's going yeah, but it's still really hard. It is. It's still really hard because you've got to regulate their emotions and your own. That's Over hard. a period of time and yeah. over Nick and I, we always talk about like the chip, chip, chip through the day. And it's kind of like your mercury might slowly rise. Mm. So it's bringing it back down, isn't it? But as I say those words, I'm like, and sometimes you don't. <laughs> Yeah. sometimes you're not able to sometimes you don't catch it sometimes you don't have that self-awareness or that space or if you're trying to do another task it's it's overwhelm it's at capacity yeah so we've had a lot actually but what is your parenting takeaway what's your bit of wisdom or something that you would share with other parents uh, I would say don't let yourself be sucked into if you are surrounded by that perfect parent type it's not real it's not true you know, someone's saying, oh, everything's wonderful, nothing ever goes wrong, and that's a lie. <laughs> you know, remove yourself from situations that make you uncomfortable and don't accept other people's judgments if you know that you're doing your best. Do your best, go with your gut feeling as a mum or a dad, and don't get sucked into the perfect parent hype. Amazing. Well, I could speak to you all day. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Uh-huh. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all your wisdom and I'm sure I'll be on the phone getting more of it soon. (laughs) Oh, it's a two-way, two-way system, my friend. Thanks so much, Kate. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Not A Perfect Parent. Come back again next week for the extraordinary wisdom of another ordinary parent. And if you've got a story to share and don't we all... Get in touch.